This episode is brought to you in part by Blue Chew. Let's talk about sex, baby. Dudes, remember the days when you were always ready to go? Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up, bluechew.com. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online. So no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. BlueChew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet package. With BlueChew, men everywhere are excited to see the postman because when your package has arrived, your package has arrived. Get it? Blue Chew wants to help you have better sex. Discover your options at bluechew.com. Chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our Douglas Movies listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code DLM at checkout. Just pay five bucks for shipping. That's bluechew.com, promo code DLM to receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. Back to the show. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Doug hates candy wrappers, screaming baby sticky seeds with 50 ads and popcorn kernels in his teeth. There's still not one that he won't see, cause Doug loves movies. Hey everybody, my name is Doug and I love movies. This is Doug Loves Movies, coming to you from a rental car. What kind of car is this? Doug, we're driving a Chevy Malibu. How's it, how's it working out for us? Do we like it? Yeah, the Malibu's okay. Chevy's laid out a little weird, but uh, I'm, I'm, it's, it's all right. We're enjoying some uh, XM Satellite uh, Pearl Jam channel. Yes, Pearl Jam channel, but it was a bootleg. So it's kind of like listening to one of your favorite bands in a bootleg. is like uh, getting a bad hand job. Yeah, it's still awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's still awesome, but there's parts of it you're like, oh, come on. It's still a handshake. <laughs> come on, it hurts. Take your rings off. This bootleg of Pearl Jam is hurting me. Well, it's like, you you know, the band is in the background, and you hear more people like, woo, come on, yeah, as opposed to the band you want to hear. Yeah, all right, save it for Doug Loves Music. This is my guest. <laughs> this is my guest and driver of the vehicle, Graham Elwood. Hello. We're driving from Vancouver, B.C., Canada, to Seattle, 
Wa USA. <laughs> yeah, Seattle Wa USA. Uh, we did a show last night at Comedy Mix in the Couve. Really fun. Wow. A dude named uh, Johnny with a samurai sword with Johnny written on it. We got chosen by Graham, of course, because Graham loves samurais and Johnnies. <laughs> yeah, I love samurais and Johnnies. Back when I was a samurai prostitute, I was really big into Johns. And, uh, but he, he handily beat you. I mean, you, you got, it was just an unfortunate position. He just got, he, in a sense, he got lucky. He's good at the game, but he he took you down uh, uh, immediately. Well, it became kind of, a, the movie was very obvious. I mean, he picked scary movies or horror movies or something, whatever. I forget what the actual name of the category was. It was horror movies. Horror movies was the category. And you were like, 2009... Uh, the actors were believable This was the uh, Len Malton And it's got three names So it was so obviously Paranormal activity um, And he's, he knew that too So he immediately said zero names And he and I were in the both position of We didn't know the names of any of the actors So I couldn't go negative But I knew it was paranormal activity So he won Yeah You just got boxed in And, and he took it down Yeah It's good work though Yeah And he uh he won, of course, my CD, DVD, Potty Mouth, and comedians got a boo for Cocktober, and then um, a Woot Monkey, and uh, a hearty handshake. Yes, he did. And and a quick samurai lesson from you. Yes, he had his uh, he had his katana on wrong, his uh, scabbard in his belt wrong, but we we yeah, more like wrong tana. Nothing. Hello? <laughs> so there were a lot of uh, very creative name tags there last night. There was uh, a guy named Charles made wrote his entire name out with uh, drawings of dicks. Yep, there was a dick name tag. That was nice. Mike had his name on the side of a bong, which always gets my attention. Uh, yeah, there was a guy who was turned away with his apple, but he still smuggled it in. Yeah, yeah. He tweeted that the club didn't want him to bring an apple into the club because a lot of a lot of clubs have very strict food policies, and uh, so no apples at the comedy mix in Vancouver. But he smuggled it in his pocket and just looked like a guy with the weirdest boner ever. Yeah, he had a circular boner. My boner's going a circle. And then we got some uh, delicious eating treats from some people that use those as name tags. They, uh, Jen put her name on a box of uh, cookies. Yeah, these maple cookies. What were they called? The maple filling truffles. They were so good. They're such a Canadian treat. It was like this cookie, and then there's maple syrup on the top that's then covered and, and encased, in essence, in chocolate. It's amazing. Yeah, I just had one, and... Uh... I feel sorry for anyone who's going to be around when that when that gets farted out. It's going to be brutal. <laughs> you never know; it might be mapley. <laughs> hey, were you just in Canada? <laughs> <laughs> I smell maple. And then also, I haven't tried these yet, but I, I think I have in the past, but I haven't today. But Liz brought some Old Dutch ketchup chips. Old Dutch ketchup chips are, the first two or three that you eat are amazing, and then after that, it is a quick uh, descent into horrifying. And, and Liz gives these to me, that was her name tag, and she goes, my dad thinks, said, these are enough to gag a maggot. So, we're trying to get them as a sponsor. Because <laughs> we know how undiscerning maggots are. We are. 
I love it when larvae is uh, described. Mm, no thanks. I may be larvae, but I gotta draw the line somewhere. This is where I say no. Ketchup chips. Uh, some uh, littlest Lolo, who I like to call Little Saint Lolo. She brought me some stuff that I, you know, that I could actually use. You know, not just snack foods, but uh, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, Leonard Malton game rules. It's an ongoing thing. People write to me and they say things like, uh, you know, why don't you tell the guests how to play, or why don't you make the guests listen to an episode of the show? You know, why don't you write out some sort of instructions? And the answer to all these questions is, uh, the guests, I, I, I'm lucky they're doing the show, you know, and uh, especially since, you know, we're putting out a free podcast most of the time. Uh, a couple of $2 episodes, of course, uh, squeak out here and there, and there's one that should be out by now that we did in New York at Douglas Movies with Jim Gaffigan, Michael Ian Black, Kevin Powell, who plays twofer. I just call him Kevin Keith Powell, who plays Tufer on Thirty Rock, and um, Pat Kiernan from New York One. And you know, I explained it a little bit to them ahead of time, and then as we played, they sort of figured it out, and we got through it. And it's no big deal, but it bugs some people. They some people get offended. They're like, "Why do these? Why do the guests come on and they don't even know how to play the game?" And it's like, "Well, it is kind of complicated." And last night, a very nice gentleman in the crowd, whose name I never caught might be mad at me because I read this on stage while you, while Graham just yelled a bunch of well, incoherent nonsense the entire time. Anyway, I mean, it, you know, this is this is very cool that someone would take the time to do this, but, you know, we're comedians, so we're going to make fun of it. Let's give it, let's try to recreate it, give you a little okay. taste of it. I tried to read what he wrote, because it's, it's two whole pages, it's a front and back page, very nicely presented, like a PowerPoint presentation on paper, and uh, I started to read it. And I was playing the part of a, one of your guests who's like, this is too many rules. Yeah, that's what you're doing. <laughs> so, introduction. The objective of the game is to guess the correct name of the movie in question based on the clues oh provided God, by... Start playing? Doug no, Benson. Clues are drawn from the Leonard Malton movie guide. Okay. Who's Leonard Can we just The game requires three or more players. At all. Three or how many? That's not really true. The winner of each round is awarded one point. One point? Can we just play? The first player to obtain three points wins the game. Uh, George Lucas. Example. For the purpose of this document, Will you use the movie I, Robot? This movie would be in the category of comma chameleon. That's movies with commas in the title. Oh my god, There are eight names listed in the Leonard Walton game. In order, they are one Will Smith, two Bridget Moynihan, three Alan Tudyk. Alright, that's enough. That's enough. Alan Tudyk's a very talented actor. Good old Alan Tudyk's. He was on Firefly and Serenity, and and um, he was a pirate in Dodgeball. Oh, okay. All right. So anyway, so then he goes on to list the gameplay, and it's uh, a couple fun things he says. At one point, it says, "Alert! There may be a name written on the back of the name tag. Do not read this name aloud." As consolation prize to losing audience members, Doug Benson will call this person a shithead at the end of the podcast. That's alert. very that's very useful to alert them to that. And here's the other alert. Alert. 
Alert, note that the names are provided in reverse order starting at the smallest role in the movie up to the lead actor. Because it's true, like, on almost every episode, someone will go, oh, it's from the smallest name? Like, they always don't understand that, no matter how much I explain it to them. There's also, here's the thing, too. You can write these rules out as much as you want, but there's certain people that really love playing games and get it quickly and other people who just don't and don't give a shit and they're not you know what I mean like if you grew up playing board games and stuff like I did then you gravitate to this fairly easily but if you didn't then it doesn't matter you can explain it till you're blue in the face and some people are never going to give a shit yeah and some people I, maybe once or twice maybe once or twice in my life have I bothered to actually read every single instruction of a board game instead of just rolling the dice and moving around the board and seeing what happens yeah you, start, you know yeah you clung through it and everyone figures it out and that's why Monopoly has so many rules that have been made up over the years yeah. by people that sort of stick because, for one thing, the cash flow can be pretty slow in the early part of the game, so that's why people put all the tax money in the middle and then say you, you win it all yeah. if you land on free parking or whatever. You know, the actual rules to Monopoly, like, if somebody lands on a property and can't afford it, it goes up for auction. Like, I've never played that way until I got the Monopoly app for my iPhone and would play it on, and I'd be on a plane. Like, did you ever know that? They're like, oh, I don't have the money to buy Park Place, so then every other player can bid on it. I'll tell you what I didn't know, that you play Monopoly by yourself on a plane. Yes, it's so fun. God damn. The fourth time that you have to sit through Mr. Popper's Penguins, you're like, oh, at least solo Monopoly will be more fun. Yeah, at least I can take the battleship on a run. So anyway, thank you to that guy for making this, but a uh, two-sided instruction thing that I had that I'd have I would be embarrassed to hand this to, you know, for example, when Chris Evans comes on the show, Captain America, he's promised to do it. He's not going to listen to it first. I'm not that close to him to have a big long conversation about it. I'm not going to hand him this. I'm just going to hope that he picks up the game quickly and that we have we have fun with it. Yeah, it's just playing games with your friends, and in this case, uh, my new famous friend. And uh, <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to hassle him with a bunch of rules. Yeah. But again, thank you. Thank you, thank you so much for your time and effort. We very much appreciate. Thanks it. for busting into the green room with an envelope full of. He even made copies of it so that I would have copies to give I, out over a period of time. I still have them in my bag. Okay, good, good. I, I wonder where they went. I, I thought I lost them. Okay, so that's we took care of that. I will be back in Vancouver very soon, as it turns out. I announced this at the show last night. I'm going to be doing stand-up and a Douglas Movies taping at the Vancouver Comedy Festival, February 16 through 18. And for the Douglas Movies taping, there's going to be a pre-sale password that goes into effect on Wednesday, November 2nd at 10 a.m. and lasts until 10 p.m. the next day. And the password is... I don't officially have the password yet. I'm waiting. I'm waiting on a. I'm waiting on an email with the password in it, and then I will share it with you guys. It might not happen in this in this episode, but as soon as I get it, I will. I will share it, and I then you can. Do not uh, understand this stretch of highway I five between Vancouver or between Canada and Seattle. The speed limit will either be seventy or sixty miles an hour. I don't get why it just drops by 10 miles. I don't I don't understand it. It doesn't make any sense. There must be some sort of... Maybe there's children playing or something. <laughs> that extra 10 miles an hour. Okay, here's the here's the password. I just I just found it. They just it's Doug Loves Canada. One word. 
So if you go to the Vancouver Comedy Fest website, which I'm sure if you Google Vancouver Comedy Fest, you'll, get, you'll be able to get right to it. Then uh, on November 2nd at 10 a.m., just put in Doug Loves Canada to, to, to pre-sale for about 24 hours, but 36 hours from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. the next day. So yeah, so check that out. And also, I had a chat with Graham about the Weezer Cruise and about how I'm making it so that you guys, if you buy a ticket to the Weezer Cruise and then say Doug Benson Podcast, Douglas Movies, is the number one reason you're going on the cruise, which would be weird because I think you need to be a Weezer fan, but... <laughs> If you put Doug ben, Douglas Movies Podcast Number one reason And then You know Contact me And let me know That you did that Then you get a say You get a vote Which comedian I bring with To appear with me And uh, A few A few of the guys From Weezer So So far Nikki Glazer Wants to do it Anthony Jeselnik Wants to do it And now Graham Elwood Is throwing his hat Into the ring So If you want to see Graham Elwood And me and Weezer Together on the cruise Buy a ticket and then let me know. I'll be on a boat, bitch. Now, see that probably makes people want to go with go with go Nikki. With Nikki's. Go with it's Nikki Glazer. I gotta say that here's the thing: like, if anyone's out there, like, well, I kind of like Weezer. I'm not sure. You'll have a blast. Like, I was not the biggest 311 fan when we did that cruise last year, but it was so much fun. And watching all these other bands, some of which I'd never heard of, it was still great. Like. Yeah, it's a boat full of ba- It's not like a regular, boring, no, stupid cruise. People, it's a boat no. full of awesome bands. Like, in this case, we've also got uh, Dinosaur Jr. and uh, Gene Ween of Ween and uh, Jay Maskus and Lou Barlow. And, you know, it's going to be all sorts of fun, you know. And like Graham said, some bands you probably haven't heard of, some that are, you know, that fit the mold or whatever. And... And it's you go down to Cozumel in January, and yeah, it, you know, yeah, it's gonna be cold where you are when this is happening. So if you get some friends together, two or three friends, and share a cabin all together, it can get as low as like uh, you know, don't quote me on this, but I think it's like five hundred bucks a head or something. Yeah. And it's all inclusive except for booze. If you're a big boozer, you're gonna spend a lot of money on booze because because yeah. they come around with shots and stuff constantly, and then you have to sign for it. But everything else, the food is nonstop, and it's really good. Like any time of day or night, you can just go oh, find a spot to get something to eat for free. It was so awesome. The food was great, and like there was like a spa. I got a massage one day, and then there was like a, there's a pool, and there's a hot there's hot tubs. Like it was it was it was so much fun. Yeah, there was like a water slide on the pool. Yeah, yeah. And then one day, uh, you know, then the one day you're at actually in Cozumel, we had like 14 hours, and I you know it was like went snorkeling and drove around. We were in. Um, uh, Turks and Caicos So went around the island It was It was It was the best Like five days It was such a blast Yeah it was definitely The most fun I've ever had And you know There's a chance I'll be back On the next uh, 311 cruise But in the meantime Weezercruise.com Have you been to the movies Lately Graham? Yes I have What did you see? I just saw that um, What is it? Marcy, Marianne Oh my god I can't, I'll never be able To get that right Ma- Martha, May, Marlene Maxie. 
Yes, Maxie is the voice. Mavis, Mavis. <laughs> Mildred. Myrtle. Myrtle. Murgatroyd. Mur- yeah, it's, Mur- it's the Murgatroyd. Yeah, it's a, it's actually, you know, it's a great movie. One of the Olsen twins is her... her... <laughs> the one that's not a twin. The, the, the third Olsen. The third Olsen. Oh, that's right. She's not the twin. Yeah, but they're talking like there's lots of award talk and stuff Ooh, around her. Should be. She's amazing. And then John Hawks from Winter's Bone, uh, and I think he was in Deadwood too. Yeah, and he was in Perfect Storm, and he's he's very good character actor. He's amazing. He plays this cult leader. It's a really cool. It's a really cool inventive movie, and you know they use a lot of flashbacks and stuff, and and the way they slowly show you how. She got, you know, roped into being in a cult. You see it. She first gets there, and they're like, oh, hey, it's a hippie farm, and everybody just makes their own stuff, and we all share. And then you slowly see John Hawk start to, like, weave his manipulation in and everything. It's one of the All right, no more spoilers. Oh, it's great. It's a, it's, a really, it's a really interesting movie. It's getting a limited release, but if you can check it out somewhere, video on demand or something, it's great. Let me ask you this, without giving anything away, what, is there any truth to the rumor that the back half of the movie is kind of hard to follow? It wasn't really for me. All right, good, good, because I, I was going to go one day, and then I was like, uh, I, I was in New York City, and it was a beautiful day, and I was like, I'd rather walk around the streets than watch something that's hard to follow, even though I, I, I am looking forward to seeing it. I finally saw Fitty Fitty. Oh, good movie. Good this, movie. The story of P. Diddy getting cancer of the ego. No! <laughs> uh, no, 50-50. <laughs> Pronounce it correctly. Uh, it's great. That's uh, yeah, an excellent. Movie. Really enjoyed it. It'll be it'll be a nice home viewing experience for people who didn't go to the theaters because they don't like crying in public. And yeah, yeah, you're gonna cry when you watch this movie. But don't don't let the subject matter. Like I'm sure that's why it hasn't done well at the box. Oh, I don't want to watch this movie. Yes, there's obviously heavy stuff in it, but there's one there's wonderful stuff in it. Wonderful uplifting stuff in it, and and some good. You know, Seth Rogen is kind of in his normal mode of you know he says filthy things that are hilarious and. Um, it's also, uh, you know, they don't they don't hammer you on the thing. The, the moments that make you cry, it's almost like you feel like it's your personal choice, as opposed to uh, it's really heavy-handed and forces you into uh, feeling a certain way. Yeah. And, but I think, like in the movie, Anna Kendrick's character recommends books to. Uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt for, you know, to to just read up on, you know, to feel better about his situation. And I feel like this movie is now those books. Like, if anyone is in any situation where they have cancer, they know somebody that has it, like, watching this movie, I think, would be very... It would be tough, you know, because it's it would be real to you, but it would also... It would help. I, I, I absolutely agree with that because obviously, you know, for anyone who doesn't know, Will Reiser wrote the movie and it's based on when Will Reiser, Seth Rogen's friend, actually battled cancer. So it really feels like genuine to me as terms of this is how people would handle it. It didn't have any of those cliches that a lot of cancer movies have where, like, this angelic friend comes in and saves the day or the person who has the cancer is this noble, like, oh, I'm going to enjoy every sunset. Everyone is just kind of... Sp- Fumbling their way through it. Everyone around them doesn't quite handle it correctly because how do, how would you? There's no no one has any training or experience in dealing with this, and that that's the that's the charm of this movie is it's just regular people thrown into a really difficult situation doing the best they can, and it's all great actors, like Angelica Houston's you know 
it starts out like, oh, she's just sort of this two-dimensional crazy mom character, but then you go, oh, wow, no, that's that's how my mom would have acted, I think, you know? And it's, it was very human, and I, I really loved it. It's a great film. Here's a little, some little trivia from uh, that I gleaned from watching it that, that I'd like to share. One of the people... At the there's an office party. They kind of throw a party for him to say sorry you have cancer at his, at his office at the radio station, and um, different people come up to him and just say awkward things because you don't know what to say to him about about his cancer. And one of those awkward people is is Will Reiser, the guy that, the, oh, that co-wrote it. Yeah, he's one of the he's one of the people. He's probably saying the sort of things somebody said to him at some point. So. Actual stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then. Um, did you do you know who the, the guy that plays? Uh, you know, you mentioned Philip uh, Baker Hall the last time we were in a, uh, doing a podcast together, but you know the other guy, the other bald dude, Mitch. You know who that actor is? That Charles Rocket. Matt Fewer. No, Charles Rocket unfortunately passed away. I think maybe oh, from cancer, sorry. possibly. I'm sorry. But yeah, no, his name's Matt Fewer, and he's uh, he's Max Headroom. That's right. I knew it. I knew I could recognize. I was like. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, he's a good actor and he he's oh, good he's good in it too. So it's worth seeing. Yeah, so see it. And I saw the other day I saw Monogamy on a plane. How was that? Which, which would be a great name for a movie, Monogamy on a Plane. <laughs> Can two people remain monogamous. monogamous in one five hour flight from JFK to LAX? You know, I had that box where you can watch anything. On the, on the way to New York, I watched Scream 4. And then on the way back, I watched this movie, Monogamy. And it stars Chris Messina. Plays a guy who gets squirrely on his girlfriend, played by Rashida Jones. And I gotta say, I don't approve of anyone getting squirrely on, on my Rashida. I love her. She's, she's fantastic. And anyway, uh, it's a... She gives a good. They both give good performances, but it's one of those movies where, as he's starting to kind of screw up, you're kind of like, you know, why are you, why, what are you doing? Yeah, you're that's hate. Rashida Jones sitting there in your in your living room playing a guitar and singing songs to you. Yeah, just shut up and listen. <laughs> shut up, look, listen, enjoy the music. Plus, she like cuts her. You know, she's like chop. Whenever somebody's chopping stuff up in a scene, that's never a scene that's just showing somebody expertly chopping something up in the kitchen. They always fucking cut themselves, and it always makes me, skeeves me out. Uh, I always hate that. Alright, let's play some Build a Title. Build it! Now, we just drove in from Canada into the United States, and you know I don't blame Canada, but that reminded me of South Park, bigger, longer, and uncut, to start, start us off. I like starting off with a title that's already long, and, uh... You can do a title that ends in south or begins with cut. Going south. Oh, going south, starring Mr. Jack Nicholson. Yes, sir, and John Belushi. John Belushi had a small part in it as a, a Mexican bandito. All right, so let me see if I can think of something that ends in going, because that's a t- that's a, might be a tough one. When the tough get going. Going, blank, going. Oh, oh, oh. Away we go in. Away we go in South Park, bigger, longer, and uncut. Um. Uh. Oh, up, up, and away we go in. Bigger, whatever. 
There's something called Up, Up, and Away? Yeah, yeah. That's uh, it's like a musical from the 50s. I'm going to look that up. <laughs> I'm not going to let that... I'm not going to let that stand. <laughs> up, Up, and Away? I can believe it's a Doris Day movie, if I'm not mistaken. All right. I mean, it does sound kind of like it it's look a possibility. It yeah, let's look it up. Look it up. Up, Up, because I know there's Up... Of course, and up in the air. But up, up, and away. So far, IMDb, of course, IMDb is not responding to that title. Really? Let's see what they come up with. <laughs> There's something in 2000 starring Robert Townsend called Up, Up, and Away. Perfect. Yeah, but I don't see an old musical called called that. All right, well, the Robert Townsend one. Okay. Up, up, and away. And then I will go with... Um... Uh... Uh... <laughs> um... Let's go with... Damn it. 48 up? You know the up the the documentary series, the great documentary uh, series, where it's. Yeah. I think they started with. Uh, what year did it start? Seven. Was it seven? Like I don't think they. Maybe they called it seven up. Let me plug that in. See what happens. Thirty-seven minutes to Seattle, according to this. And then it was like thirty-five up, twenty-one up, something like that. Yeah. But I'm. I don't see seven up in here though. 40, let me try 48 up. There's probably a new one coming out pretty soon. We're almost due for another something up. Oh, it's searching forever. I don't know. Maybe I got the... Did it start at 7? It must have, right? Because it's clever to... Yeah, 28 up. Oh, that was a TV special. Oh, I guess they, I guess they were originally made for television and then showed in theaters or something. Anyway, British TV series that uh, I think they made DVDs or whatever. All right, so maybe I should do something else because in sticking you with that number, I guess you could do something that ends in four. So let's go forty-eight up. And you still got on the other end. You could do something that begins with cut. Um, Starting to rain. What a surprise. It's raining in Seattle, I can't believe it. Um, uh, or four. Four. Uh, there's sequels that go that high. Yeah, yeah, I guess There's other number movies that end in four. I am number four. Nice. I am number four. All right, well, I'll go ahead and add to the other end and go cutting edge. So we've got I am number 48, up, up, and away we going, South Park, bigger, longer, and on cutting edge. Who's cutting edge? Cutting edge was a love skate story. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
DB Sweeney and uh, Moira Kelly. I have a great DB Sweeney story. I was at a deli in Santa Monica. He's there with like his nine-year-old daughter. There's a guy with a hipster wearing intentionally saggy jeans. You know, he's trying to look like a rapper with his underwear showing. You know, right? And DB Sweeney goes, "Hey, man, pull your pants up." The guy goes, "What?" He goes, "Pull your pants up. There's kids here." Pull your pants up. The guy looked at him and goes, oh, okay, pull the pants up. <laughs> awesome. Way to go, DB Sweeney. Ah, cleaning up America. Protecting children from... Butt cracks. Yeah. I mean, the guy's butt crack was out? Yeah. Oh, because usually they're... You just see, you know, nicely laundered underwear. Yeah, it was like underwear and butt crack. And... Yeah, that's a... That is... No thank you. Yeah. All right, you need something that starts with edge or ends in I. Um... On the edge. That's a, like a Dolph Lundgren movie. Maybe, but it also doesn't start with edge. Oh, right. Edge is the last word? Oh, yeah. yeah. Whoops. Um, edge. Uh, edge of... Uh, edge of darkness. <laughs> uh, I will go with... Necessary Necessary Roughness <laughs> No That was that was, well, It was unnecessary Roughness Wasn't it Yeah Necessary yeah, roughness. Yeah, uh, yeah, necessary roughness Was the prequel Ness Comma Monster of Locke uh, Ness Nesting Nest What is necessary roughness No it's unnecessary yeah, right? Yeah. That's the expression. Yeah. Um, Ness... I just don't want to sit here and think for too long, because that, that thinking, us thinking is boring to listen to. And then on the other end, that I... I still haven't thought of it. Oh, wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. Cat's eye. Cat's eye. Oh, with Nastasia Kinski. No, that was Cat People. Cat's Eye was like four. It was like a, a anthology with Stephen King stories, and oh, Drew Barrymore yeah, was in yeah, one yeah, of them. Yeah, that's right. Okay. All right. So, what are the words now? Now you got to end in cats or begin with darkness. Oh yeah, darkness. I guess might be the first word in the title, right? Yeah. So let's see there. We've got. Cats, I am number 48, up, up and away we going, south park, bigger, longer, and uncutting edge of darkness. <laughs> um, darkness. Uh, if we were doing actors, you could do Nestor Carbonelli. Hey. Or Carbonell. Uh, so, cats, um... Blank cats. Uh... I'm sure there's just some, like, darkness of evil, but now I'm just reaching... Darkness of evil. (laughs) Like, whoa, darkness, shit. Now I feel fans listening to the screaming titles into their phone going, Graham, how can you not know of this? Yeah, we'll hear about it on Twitter. Um, 
That's a pretty good long title, though. It is. That's pretty amazing. We went pretty far. Cats? Yeah, I can't... Uh... I don't know about amazing, but yeah. Oh, no, Big Cats. Big Cats? Yeah. What's that? That's that movie that was, like, kind of a uh, documentary, like, the... About... It just came out. Big Cats. Where Jeremy Irons is, like, the, doing the voiceover... You're thinking of The Lion King. <laughs> no, there was an actual... Disney's Big Cats or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Like Disney's Ocean? Yeah, it's like that. But it was about Big Cats. Look it up. All right. That's... Uh... <laughs> oh, big Cats. B-I-G. Cats. I don't know, man. The robot saying it says no, thank you. It says there's something called Big Cat Diary. That was a TV series. The Big Cat. Uh, Life with Big Cats. That's a documentary from 2000. Oh, wow. World of Animals. Big Cats, Little Cats was a 1968 TV special. Yeah, so you're out of luck on All that right. one. All right. You still need something cats, or we could call it. Because we're already at, this is a 33, this is the longest... Carcast? Minisode. Can't say Carcast because that's a, that's an actual thing. Oh, really? Yeah, that's, Corolla has a oh, show all about, about cars. Yeah, yeah, it's a hot rod show. Yeah, yeah. Cats. Blank cats. Darkness. Cool cats. Fat cats. Fat cats. Big cats, small cats. Oh, the Aristocats, you motherfucker. <laughs> I don't know where you go with A. Something. Oh, I've already got it. You do? Yeah. <laughs> Easy A, Aristocats. Oh my god! No, but you can come up with one that ends in easy, right? Yeah, yeah, the big easy. Yeah, big easy. Now you, you finally got your big in there. Yes. Big <laughs> easy A, Aristocats. <laughs> uh, what? Aristocats. I am number four. The eight up, up and away. We going. Away we go, ing South Park, bigger, longer, and uncutting edge of darkness. And I'm sure there's there's plenty of titles that end in the word big, but we, we gotta wrap this up. We're gonna be in Seattle soon, we're doing a show. You'll probably hear this too late to come by, but we're gonna be at the Neptune Theater tonight. And then of course tomorrow, we're gonna be in San Francisco at the Punchline Sacramento Punchline Sunday. Costumes encouraged. Name tag costumes. Yes. The guy last night scored with the samurai sword, but I was disappointed he didn't have the whole outfit on. Full samurai uh, gi with hakama and obi tabbies. Now, you now you're just making stuff up. No, sir. No, Fla sir. Flagstaff, Phoenix, dress normal for those. San Diego. All of them are at douglovesmovies.com. You got anything to plug, Graham? Yeah, just go to GrahamElwood.com. You can get the Comedy Filmers podcast. Download my film, Afghanistan. Uh, Palm Strike merch, Boo Boo CD, all at GrahamElwood.com. And as always, Big Cats is a shit. <laughs> 
it's time for Doug to watch another talkie. Eyes of gold, his viewing prowess makes him cocky. There's no room in his heart for you, cause Doug.